Well, good morning, everyone, to Christchurch and to those of you online um, to our uh, nine o'clock service. And the final of the trio of services that constitute uh, the feedback from the month and uh, 24 hours of prayer last September, August and September. And John Langridge is going to bring us that final uh, word. Um, I think before we sing our first song, Peter's just going to come up and give one or two notices. Uh, I think most of you heard this last week, but we're updating the address list. This is the big version. Uh, so if you know your contact details have changed in any way, can you please just have a look through and change them on here? Uh, if they're all correct, just, just tick your entry so that Sarah knows that is correct. We, we hope to go to print on this in the coming weeks, so this is your last chance basically to, to look through and just check your details. Okay, so that's that. Um, Alpha starts online on Tuesday night. We're going to start it. It is going to run. Uh, we've, got a, we've got some people sign up, which is great. Uh, it's not too late to sign up. Uh, or to uh, invite others to sign up. So do be praying for us, 7.30, it starts Tuesday night uh, as, uh, as that Alpha course gets underway. Thanks, Ash. Thank you, Peter. So uh, let's stand and sing our first hymn together. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Thank you. 
The Lord be with you. We say together the prayer of preparation. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandments greater than these, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty Father, our heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought, word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And let's say the Gloria together. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks. We praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And I think Susie's bringing us our reading. Is she? Are you bringing us our reading, Susie? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I 
list of 4, 12, 14. Sorry, I saw your name on the list. No, okay, no problem. I apologise for not being ready. The reading today is Esther, chapter 12, chapter, chapter 4, 12 to 14. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arrive from another place but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you so much, Susie, for doing that. Uh, let's pray for John as he comes to speak to us. Heavenly Father, we pray for John as he brings the words he has prepared. And Lord, I, I know that he has prayed long and hard over this word that he's bringing us. And so, Lord, anoint his words to us. May we hear your words echoing through what he says. Lord, may we have ears to hear and hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. Amen. Oh, good morning. Ah, good. Still awake. Excellent. Well, when the, um, the three of us, that's uh, Richard Lansdale, Ursula and myself, started looking at all the contributions that were received after the month and the 24 hours of prayer back in August and September, it was like uh, tipping the pieces of a jigsaw out of a box and it was a thousand-piece jigsaw, and it was one of those. Uh, and the only thing was, this was one without a picture. So it, it's quite a lot of sorting out. And uh, we began to see themes emerging, and, and Richard Lansdale in particular did a lot of work to show how these themes could be brought together to make up a whole picture. And uh, in the first week of this feedback series, Peter brought us the idea of journeying together, uh, looking unto Jesus. And then last week, Ursula showed us how God had spoken words of encouragement and, and love and assurance. And the third theme, which we come to uh, this week, uh, came through contributions which were summed up, if you like, by the word community. So a couple of them. I... I one person wrote, I, I heard a clear call to community and unity. And someone else wrote, during my prayer time, the word community, united in common purpose, kept coming to mind. And then the fruits of the Spirit, as specifically any of the fruits can help bring, us about, can help bring about unity. And there were a couple of, you know, there were more than that as well. 
And these comments reflect the words of Paul to the Corinthians, which describe the church as a body. All of us interconnected, interrelated, and each with a part to play. That's what a community is. Now, one particular contribution on this theme was the picture that's already been mentioned about people rolling a boulder. And I make no uh, apology for repeating it here, because it seemed to us to be the most significant contribution received throughout the whole time. So the picture was this. I, I clearly saw a crowd of people rolling a boulder along a grassy track. It was rolling easily and, and quite fast. And they arrived at a hill, and the pace slowed, and the people were working harder. As the incline increased, and the going got tougher, people began to drop out and stood watching. In the end, just a few were striving with all their strength, but couldn't hold the boulder back. They had to let it go, and it rolled back down almost to where it started. Now, of course, this picture uh, can be understood in different ways, and uh, the, the home group questions are going to invite you to explore that a little bit, perhaps. But for me, it was an expression of what has happened over the past two years. Like every other church, and indeed just about every aspect of life, we have become disconnected from one another. Being in our homes, locked away from others, the, the quality of our relationships has suffered. Now, I know that some have made great efforts to keep us in touch. Home group leaders, coffee in the living room, uh, and others have worked really hard to make sure that we were not totally isolated. And big, big thanks to those for all the work that they put in. But, but I'm sure we all agree that it was not the same, it's not the same as meeting face to face, of having a hug, of sharing, of laying hands on people in prayer to comfort and bless them. In various ways, we are not the same close, supportive community, working together for common purpose, which we once were. We have become, to some extent, like those in the picture, stood watching the boulder being rolled. Things are gradually improving as we begin to meet together, uh, but we still have some way to go to be the close community we once were and need to be again. Now, I don't see this picture of the boulder in any way as a rebuke from God. Uh, it's an inevitable consequence of lockdown. It's a simple recognition of where we are now. And I believe it's an encouragement for us uh, to face that reality and to work to restore our community in life and purpose. So the main headline coming through uh, this particular theme is the call to become the community of God's people, full of grace and compassion and love and joy and peace, a community that others will look at and long to be a part of. One other contribution said, we are a community that's traveling through life towards God together, that is working and building together that is waiting and watching together, that's living together. There were other contributions that talked of 
together listening to God, being prepared to follow his agenda, not our own. Together, stepping out of our comfort zone, perhaps, takes us back to what Peter shared in the very first of this series of messages about journeying together, looking to Jesus. There were some contributions which spoke of reaching out into the local community. And of course, that is very important. But you know, as we grow together and become this lovely community full of grace, others can see the fruit of the Spirit in us being demonstrated. And that influence on the community will happen naturally. They will see a community which has something very special and is worth being part of. Now, Jesus talked about this, didn't he? He said, uh, you're going to be like salt. You're going to be like yeast working through dough. It's, it's not dr dramatic, it's not, but it has its imperceptible uh, and very special um, effect on the community around us as we live the gospel in our community together. It has a real effect. And also, as we grow together and listen to God, we're, we're going to be, I'm sure, directed into more specific ways that we can be messengers of hope, bringers of good news. But the words we have received just now are not about what we should do. There are no instructions for a grand project here. But they speak to who we should be. A community empowered by the Holy Spirit. A living expression of love and mercy and grace and the truth of God. Not what we should do, but rather who we should be. And of course we need to work out, we need to discern together how to do this. And there are plenty of scriptures for, for us all to go and look at. Uh, the life of the early church in Acts, which shows this community of believers, uh, how it started and, and how it grew and blossomed and the values that they have and the wonderful way they related to each other, loving and serving one another, and also the problems and difficulties they faced. There's, there's uh, much in the epistles about the community life and our relationships together. Ephesians chapters 4 and 5, Colossians chapters 3 and 4. The teaching in Corinthians about the body of Christ and the gifts of the Spirit. There's lots there to guide and direct us as we try and, and, and do what the, these words uh, are encouraging us to do. But of course, it's not just about studying God's word to learn. It's about putting those things into practice. And we individually need to be open to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to allow the fruit of the Spirit to grow in us and to receive whatever gifts of the Spirit he chooses to bestow upon us. As the body of Christ, we are the sum of our parts. We will only be a loving community if we as individuals are loving. We will only be a compassionate community if we as individuals are compassionate. Who we are as individuals determines who we are as a church. Now, I, I know what you're thinking, um, well, you probably aren't, but it fits my structure to say this. What on earth has the reading from Esther got to do with all this? And I'm going to tell you. 
The scriptures that were given for these three messages were chosen to reflect the substance of the prayer contributions that we were going to share. Now, Esther is a very interesting book. And if you're not very familiar with it, do read it. It's, it's an amazing story with twists and turns that are worthy of Agatha Christie. I mean, it's terrific. Um, I can't go into all the detail now because it's such a long, detailed story. But basically, Esther, a Jew, had been chosen as the queen for King Xerxes. And this was at a time when the Jews, uh, they were in exile in Persia, were, were not very popular at all. So when she became queen, Esther kept her Jewish nationality quiet. But at this time, there was one of the high officials, Haman, and he was out to destroy the Jews. And he persuaded King Xerxes to sign an edict that on a certain day, every Jew in the country was to be killed. Now Mordecai, who was a cousin of Esther, sent word to her that all her people were facing death. And he suggested to her that she approach the king to plead for mercy for the Jewish people. Now, that was a dangerous thing for her to do. She only went into the king's presence when he invited her. And if she went without his invitation, one of two things would happen. One, he would welcome her and invite her in. Or two, he would put her to death. And uh, given the way that the king ruthlessly had disposed of the previous queen when she crossed him, you can understand Esther being a bit nervous about this. And when Esther pointed out the risk to her life if she tried to approach the king, Mordecai replied with the words which form our text today. Who knows, but you have come to royal position for such a time as this. And Mordecai suggests that Esther's exalted position as queen was planned and purposed by God so that she might be used to save the Jewish nation. She was not there by chance. She was not there uh, for her own enjoyment of the privileges of royalty. She was there to fulfill the purposes of God. Now, what happens next is exciting, and if you don't know, you're going to have to read the book. It's worth it. But for us, we're just concerned with this one detail of the story. God works his purposes out through us as individuals. And just as Esther was in the right place at the right time to play a vital role in God fulfilling his purpose in saving the Jews, so we are in this place as part of this community of God's people because God has purpose for us here. Each of us is here for such a time as this. So as we reflect on this community of God's people and what he is calling us to be, we each need to recognize that we are individually here according to God's purposes. He's called us here to be uh, with a specific part to play at this particular time. Now, you may be thinking, you might, well, things are not exactly, a, you know, as I like here in the church. You know, I mean, if I could choose all the hymns, that would be better. 
Um, I, would, I would really love it if all the services started at 11, and it would be especially lovely if there were donuts with a coffee. But you know, I'm not in charge, and we all have to, this is how it is, and it's not the perfect church for me, and it's not the perfect church for you, because we're all different, and we long for different things. But we're not here for our own benefit, for our own amusement, for our entertainment. We're not passengers, we're not onlookers. We are here to play a part, to participate in all that God wants us to do. For such a time as this, for such a time as this, for Esther and the Jews, it was a critical moment. The very future of the Jewish nation was at stake. And we too face a critical moment in the life of the church. The pandemic has disrupted everything. Every sort of group and society has struggled. It's, some of them have uh, ceased to be. Many are struggling to reform. Others are facing permanent closure. Still others have been prompted to make a, a fresh start, changing the way that they do things, responding to new opportunities, operating in very different ways. And that's churches as well. All the churches across this country are facing this right now. And some are going to go under. Some small struggling churches in very rural communities will not survive. And every church is having to work out how to respond to this new situation. And that is what we face here in Christ Church as well. And that's why we had this time of prayer. How do we move forward from here? What are the new opportunities? What does God want to do here in Baston Hill? And God's answer to us seems to be to first refresh and restore our community and become the people he has called us to be. And then he will guide us and equip us for all that he wants to do. The challenge for each of us individually is whether we want to accept our calling to be part of the body of Christ here. And commit to nurturing our spiritual lives together. Open to receiving the fruit of the Spirit and the, the gifts of the Spirit playing the part he has for us in his purposes for Christ Church. And we're, we're going to sing a song now which, which offers each of us the opportunity to express our willingness and desire to engage in being part of God's purposes here. It's an oldish song now because it's about 30 years old um, or so. And that makes it old. It's incredible, isn't it? But there. It's a song, Teach Me to Dance to the Beat of Your Heart, Lord. What a wonderful thought that is. That we're in tune with God's heart. We're in sync with him and his purposes. The chorus goes, Teach me to dance to the beat of your heart. Teach me to move in the power of your spirit. Teach me to walk in the light of your presence. Teach me to dance to the beat of your heart. Teach me to love with your heart of compassion. Teach me to trust in the word of your promise. Teach me to hope 
in the day of your coming. Teach me to dance to the beat of your heart. If this is the heart's desire of each one of us, and uh, this is my desire, I do believe that we will see God do great things among us. So now, just don't sing along to a lively tune, but may this be an expression of your heart's desire. Stand to sing. Teach me to dance to the beat of your heart. Teach me to move in the power of your spirit. Teach me to walk in the light of your presence. Teach me to dance to the beat of your heart. Teach me to love.
Please be seated. We've just sung a prayer, haven't we? Uh, teach me, Lord. Teach me. And we're going to continue in prayer with our intercessions. When I say the words, God, be near them, please, could you echo back, God, be near them? These intercessions are from the Iona community. So, God, be near them. God, be near them. You never sleep, God. You are always awake, always watching, always willing the world and its people to turn in the right direction. So today, will you comfort those who are disturbed because of illness, or worry, or fear, or for reasons they cannot understand? God, be near them. God, and today, will you be close to those who wait patiently or impatiently for a birth or a death, for a visit or for the pieces of their life's jigsaw to fit together? God, be near them. God, be near them. And today, will you be close to those who wander? who look for inspiration, who long to be with the one or the ones they love, who hope to recognise the right time when they can say, I'm sorry, or I love you, or even enough is enough. God, be near them. God, be near them. And Heavenly Father, listen to us as we share with you Whatever joys or sorrows, discoveries or questions we will take with us into the week. God, be near us. God. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commit ourselves, our souls, our bodies, our minds, our futures. For all things come from you and are best kept. In your care. Amen. And let's say the creed together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, Eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Uh, we're going to share the peace in a minute, but after the peace, we're going to sing together how deep the Father's love for us as we prepare for communion. And so, um, maybe we should stay seated as we share the peace just to maintain some social distancing. Christ is our peace. He, he has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. Let's offer each other a sign of peace. Would you like to stand and sing? Thank you.
Please be seated if you would prefer. And we're using the uh, Eucharistic prayer E today. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and you love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Saviour. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death. And so we gladly thank you, with saints and angels praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and the cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. 
we're going to follow what has now become our usual practice of um, collecting our bread and wine from the front and then taking it back to our seats so that we can eat and drink together. And so, draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ which he gave for you and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
the body of Christ, keep you in eternal life. And the blood of Christ keep you in eternal life. Amen. Let's just spend a few minutes bringing those folk of our church community who aren't able to be with us today in prayer. And so, Heavenly Father, we uh, bring before you in our minds those of our church community who, because of illness or frailty, or because they are now living in residential care, cannot be with us this morning to join in our communion. Lord, we pray that your presence and your blessing will be upon them and that, Lord, they too in their own ways will be able to dance to your tune in their hearts this week. We ask this because of the manifest blessings we know you pour upon us and because our dear Lord Jesus Christ died for us and is now risen in glory. Amen. And we say together the prayer after communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. And Chris is going to lead us in our final song, Now Thank We All Our God. Um, we had a slight discussion because we weren't sure, A, of the tune, or B, whether we knew it. So um, over to you, Chris. <laughs> Would you like to stand and we'll sing as far as we're able? <laughs>
before I say the blessing, I would just like to thank those who make this service possible for Mark at the back there, Ian on the desk, for Chris who plays so beautifully, and for Susie for coping with the reading, <laughs> and for John, of course, for bringing us God's word to us. And so, may God, who is in Christ, gives us a spring of water welling up to eternal life, perfect in you the image of his glory and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. And of course, I mustn't forget Keith, who's just come back in to church and give him a thanks for being church warden on duty. <laughs> and so go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you. Think of something for that side.
you all are answered. Okay. I don't know. We can find out. Yes. I probably will be.